Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, our special guest, the governor of the great state of Alabama, Kay Ivey. Welcome to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today we're joined by a very special guest, the governor of the state of Alabama, Kay Ivey. Welcome, Governor. Thank you so much, Bill. Glad to be with you and your viewers. We are so happy to have you. Uh, it is a busy time in our state, but before we get to the big issues of the day, Recent, uh, over the last couple of weeks, you've been dealing with a hurt shoulder after an incident with the first dog, Missy. How are you doing? How's your shoulder? My shoulder's fine. The procedure went well, and Missy's doing well. As she can do fine. It wasn't her fault at all. And all is well. So I've, I've been traveling and hadn't missed a beat. That's great. And I uh, just appreciate all the prayers and support and words of encouragement from the people of Alabama. It's been very special. Well, that's wonderful. And she is a cute Rescue, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. One of the things that you talked about in your state of the state was about prisons and also criminal justice reform. And could you help our viewers understand the importance of what we're facing with prisons and how justice reform is a part of that? The prison problem is a serious issue facing the great state. We are under several court orders. And be assured and that this is an Alabama problem that's gone on for years and years and more years, and it deserves and will have an Alabama solution. This is a multifaceted problem. It's got to have a multifaceted solution. And we, ha we are appointed a criminal justice study group to dig into the issues of criminal justice, they have issued their report, and uh, I think they've offered about six pieces of legislation, which include um, establishing a position at DOC for uh, Deputy Commissioner of Rehabilitation, right. um, requiring a DOC to issue a report, especially on inmate violence, to the legislature periodically, and also to uh, provide um, those who are on parole or get out uh, with a government-issued non-driver government identification card. Also, they are making it a, a recommendation to have uh, parole officers available after hours and on weekends so the people involved can hold down a job and also meet with their parole officers. So we're making progress on the criminal justice side. You know, it has nothing in the state is without controversy because it's politics. But you have tackled this issue on prisons, on criminal justice reform, not because it's easy, but because it's the right thing to do. You have a prison plan. How is that coming along? Met with uh, Commissioner John Dunn yesterday, and he is leading the effort to uh, help us build three new um, 
men's prisons, mega prisons. It's more economical, financially responsible to build new prisons and to continue to put band-aids and duct tape on existing facilities which are old and decrepit. So we're making progress on that, and uh, the goal is to transition from warehousing inmates to rehabilitating people. So the plan is moving ahead. The RFPs will be due April 30th. We'll review those, and uh, by sometime in July, we'll be ready to announce progress after that. So we're making progress, and we met with legislative leadership yesterday to share this progress with them. You toured several of the prisons, mm-hmm. and you know firsthand now what we're dealing I mean, you know firsthand what we're dealing with. But having toured them, it really gives you a different perspective, doesn't it? It brings it home, sure enough. And I was there at Holman, uh, and they showed me pictures of the underground uh, tunnel that oh, yeah. houses all of their electrical and utility elements. And it is just absolutely corroded, rotten um, pipes that have uh, that transmit ga- gas, have holes in it. It's just a place to explode. So we've just about closed home when there are a few prisons left there, but they're not connected to that tunnel situation. Right. But it's just awful. And, and you know, I, I've toured three of the prisons, including Tutwiler. Uh, there have been major improvements made at Tutwiler. Uh, but we have to meet the court orders that we're under to try to uh, to address this prison problem. Finally, we need to get out. We need to meet the court orders, do what they say, and probably a little more, and then so we can move on and tend to business. But we've got to respond to the court orders first. One of the things you mentioned, and I, I wanted to go back to this, if that's okay, is that you said we we have to change the way we look at prisons. And Republican governors, Republican legislatures all over the country are reassessing how we look at prisons. In other words, for years, we we warehoused people. We knew how to be tough on crime. And, and what you're saying is now we have to be smart on crime and we have to look towards rehabilitation because these people are going to get out someday. That's correct. And we need to rehabilitate them and give them a very good uh, training and a trade or a skill so when they do get out, they can have a way to earn a living for themselves and their families. So it's, it's real important that we transition to rehabilitation of people. Governor Ivey, this has been a problem for probably some 40-odd years or longer. You're tackling it, aren't you? Yes. Well, we appreciate that. Will you stay with us for a few more minutes? Sure. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Our very special guest is Governor Kay Ivey. We'll be right back with more of her thoughts. Did you know that Alabama schools are ranked 52nd in math and 49th in reading? Are you okay with that? Because we're not. Let's get politicians off the state school board. Vote yes on Amendment 1 to change that. Hey man, what are you doing today? Um, pleasant game. Thought I'd go out for a drive later maybe. Text some friends while I'm doing it. Scroll through social media. Kill a family four and a head on collision. Cool, man. Drive safe, Alabama. 
A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. I'm Charles Barkley. As an impact player on the court in college and the NBA, it was very important for me to make a difference in the game. I feel the same way about decisions made in my home state of Alabama and in our nation. That's why I'm registered to vote. I want to encourage you to be registered to vote and make sure you bring your voter ID to the polls. Let's make a difference. I'm Barry Moore and I want to represent you in Congress. Every candidate in this race says they support Donald Trump, but I've done it. Many candidates in this race say they support term limits, but I've done it. Many candidates say they will fight for conservative values, but I've done it. Some candidates say they support our military, but I have served. I am the only veteran in this race. So on March 3rd, you have a choice. You can either vote for a candidate who says they're going to do it or vote for Barry Moore who's done it. I'm Barry Moore, Trump Republican for Congress, and I approve this message. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Our very special guest today is governor of the great state of Alabama, Kay Ivey. Governor, it's so good to have you here and to hear your thoughts on these important issues. Thank you, Bill. One of the things that we're looking at as a society on the whole is the mental health of our citizens. This plays into so many parts of the workplace and, and, and our families and all that. But it also has a place in criminal justice reform and in prisons. I know your administration is doing a number of things to address these mental health issues. Can you give our viewers just a quick overview of what you're, you're kind of doing and what you're thinking? Well, as it relates to uh, the prison issue, mental health professionals are essential to have as part of the staffing in our prisons. Um, even now, to deal with the inmates who have mental health illness, and th that's very costly, but the legislature has right. stepped up to the plate in providing funds to hire additional correctional officers and well as mental health you know, individuals. And on the more private side, we, we've got a lot of mental health issues in our young people and our teenagers and much less adults. And so uh, Commissioner Lynn Bashir has told us about uh, the need for three crisis centers around the state so that first responders can put have a place to, to take and stabilize uh, people who are um, having a mental illness uh, flare up instead of having to take them to the hospital or to a jail. Right. So right. that's important that we provide these three crisis centers around the state to address the mental health issues of our people. Well, it's certainly apparent that they're there and it's apparent that now the legislature, with your guidance, is actually taking the bull by the horns. One of the big controversies, guys, since Governor Siegelman was in office, is the idea of a statewide lottery, and gaming could not be more controversial. And we've looked at polls recently that <coughs> majority of folks, you know, slight majority of folks, do favor. They do favor uh, a lottery and a slight majority favor other forms of gaming. Uh, it has been such a controversial issue that nobody has been able to seem to get anything done. However, during your state of the state, as is your nature, 
you grabbed the issue and said, I want time to put together a group that will study this, look at how much it's going to bring in in revenue, what's the best platform for Alabama, and then you said once that was done, you would bring that to the legislature and the people of Alabama. Since you made that announcement, you signed an executive order creating uh, the study group on gaming policy. What is it that you're looking for? What's your intent here? And what is it you're, you're looking for with this group and moving forward? I'm looking for the facts about gambling, all forms of gambling, what it involves, what it costs, what are the responsibilities of both sides, the provider and the user. You talk about the lottery, that's fine. And people say, well, how much will it bring? Well, about. Yeah. Well, right. we don't need about. And you think about it, all the states surrounding us already have a lottery, so right. our people are going there. They're used to going across the state line to do that. And it takes a while for a lottery to build up enough uh, corpus, if you will, before they can start dispensing money. And then will that money that they dispense equal to or exceed the amount in our sister state. There's so many questions just about the simplest thing called lottery right. that we don't know. And then you move to the issue of compacts with the Indians. What's a compact? Right. Who does what? Right. What are the benefits? Right. Who knows? We've never had a compact. Nobody's ever delved into the responsibilities. Uh, I was with some friends from Oklahoma recently. I think they've got 17 different compacts with tribes in uh, Oklahoma. Right. We don't know anything about that, so we've got to get all the facts about um, a compact. And then there's, there's the issue of uh, table gambling, and then there's exclusive, exclusivity uh, requests by the uh, Porch Creek Indians. So there's just a lot of issues that the people need the facts of. So I'm asking this group, which is made up of some sterling members of our Alabama folks around the state, and I've got a list here. I can rattle them off if you want them. But these people are going to give me the facts. I'm not looking for a recommendation. I simply want the facts about all forms of game, gaming and what it could mean, would mean to Alabama pros and cons. Right. Um, personally, I, there's a, a policy of um, principle in public policy that says never fund an essential service of government with an unstable source of funding. Right. But at the same time, I also respect the people's right to vote on gaming, and I will give them certainly give them that right. But I want them to have the facts upon which to do so. I mean, there's been some movement in the uh, House and some conversations in the Senate to move legislation forward, and we keep asking the question: Did y'all not hear the governor? And uh, did did they hear you? Because I'm not sure. Did they hear you? It seems to nothing's moving, so evidently. Well, it's because the sponsor of Bill had a, Mr. Klaus had a, his mother died, and he's been tied up with that funeral and process uh, this week. So, yeah. uh, and, and I called Steve and told him what I was going to do, and, uh, and certainly invited him to join in my efforts. And I said, if if you're right, um, my efforts are going to benefit your cause as well. So yeah. we'll see. And I just I just want the people when they do vote to have all the facts upon which to make a sure. rational decision. Voting on something that you guess is going to bring in X amount is not very sound. So I just want the people to have the facts and then vote as you will. 
You just keep taking on the tough issues, don't you? <laughs> well, we, we're glad you do. We, we're very glad you do. This is a tricky one, uh, but we're hoping you can get it done. I believe you can. Thank you. All right. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back after this quick break with Governor Kay Ivey. What a great opportunity for your success. Adding half a million highly skilled employees to our workforce by 2025 is how we stay ahead in Alabama. Our economy is stronger than it's been in years, and a skilled workforce is more important than ever. Things move fast, so choose your path. Your success is waiting, plus a great future for Alabama. Success Plus. Go for it. What are you doing today, babe? I thought I'd head down to the lake with the guys, do a little fishing. Of course, none of us will be wearing our seatbelts. I'll lose control of the truck, wrap it around a tree, and kill us all. Okay. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. The Energy Institute of Alabama promotes reliable, affordable, and clean energy to help grow our economy, create high-paying jobs, and build public support for Alabama's energy industry. The Energy Institute of Alabama is the best source of energy industry information and how it affects households across the state, from convenient energy production to alternative fuels to solar power and beyond. Did you know that Alabama schools are ranked 52nd in math and 49th in reading? Are you okay with that? Because we're not. Let's get politicians off the state school board. Vote yes on Amendment 1 to change that. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Our special guest today is Governor Kay Ivey. Governor, you are a former educator. You have a great passion for education. You know what it means to get a good education, and you know what it means for our children and our state's future. There is a constitutional amendment that will be voted on this coming Tuesday, Amendment 1, I know you're very passionate about it, and there are a lot of folks out there that know about it, but a lot of people don't. So if you could give us your take on Amendment 1, what it means and why it's important and why you're passionate about it. We all want our students to have the best education they can and to succeed in education to prepare for their career or to prepare for college. Right. And we look at our scores in education and almost on every ranking that you look at, for years we have been very, very low. And very recently we, we hit rock bottom. 52nd in math and 49th in reading. Are you okay with that? No, I'm not okay with that, Governor. I'm not okay with that either. No. And so the legislature has given the people of Alabama the opportunity to vote 
Tuesday, March 3, on Amendment Number 1, which will make a major change in the way the State Board of Education operates. Right. Number one, it will remove elected politicians from the State Board. Right. Number two, it will establish term limits for the nine um, members. And each term will be two, uh, two six-year terms will be the, the maximum. And then, um, especially in the rural areas, we have the population of the public school systems throughout the state will guide the members that are appointed by the governor uh, to serve on this new state board. They will mirror the diversity of the public school population. Gotcha. So most likely our African-American friends will have an added member uh, on, the, on the board. Uh, the legislation, the amendment number one, also says that uh, the new board will uh, set standards that um, do away with Common Core. It will uh, develop programs that certify uh, teachers, uh, do professional development for teachers, student assessment, and accountability. This new board will also provide stability in the State Department, and we've had five superintendents in five years, and goodness knows we need stability. So right. I just urge all Alabamians to vote yes on Amendment Number 1. Look at our scores. Rock bottom. Doing nothing does nothing. So I just urge you to join us, and let's go forward and uh, vote yes on Amendment Number 1 on Tuesday. Well, Governor, we appreciate your leadership. And I think people respect you as they have not done governors in the past. As we said at the top of the show, your approval rating is through the roof. Here every week, we, we start off our show by saying we tackle the tough issues and we give you the hard facts. That is something you do every day. As governor, what has been the thing that's motivated you the most? Probably the most exciting thing to me is after I became governor in 2017, um, I learned pretty quickly about the major challenges that were facing the state. And I figured out that we needed to be able to have a mechanism to bring together the leadership of the House and Senate, both parties, House and Senate, minority, majority, and together let's figure out what solutions we needed to pursue. That has worked very hard. We've got bipartisan support with a large voter, uh, vote in the House and the Senate on the, uh, investment on our infrastructure, the, road, the gasoline tax, and uh, that same group decided that we needed to tackle uh, education reform and improve education, and they came up with amendment number one. So I think that's been the greatest thing that I've done, and, and the satisfaction is in engaging the entire membership of the House and Senate, giving them an opportunity to be on the winning side because they have input to the issue. That is rare, and we appreciate that. Governor, we thank you for your service, and especially thank you for being on with us today. Thank you so much. You're always welcome. Thank you. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Our special guest has been Governor Kay Ivey. We'll be right back with a wrap up.
I'm Deontay Wilder. As the heavyweight champion of the world, it is very important to make sure that every punch I throw is thrown with purpose in order to make a difference in my fight. I feel the same way about decisions made in my home state of Alabama and our nation. That is why I'm registered to vote. I encourage you to register to vote and remember on election day to bring a valid photo ID to the polls. Let's make a difference. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Susan, we got a straight shooting governor, don't we? We absolutely do. She knows exactly what she wants. She knows exactly how to get it done. She's got a plan for everything, and she's ready to go to work. You know, it's crazy. Uh, you know, I, I spend most of my life being critical of politicians, and I've certainly been critical, and you have as well, of the Ivy administration. But she's leading. We haven't had any leaders for years. And she's actually leading for a change. Somebody she, is. She's not only leading the people, she's leading the legislature. Yeah. She's willing to listen to what they have to say, but she's ultimately it's going to be her plan. Yep. And, and they're going to get on board or they're just going to be left at the station. Yeah, and she has really built a coalition mm -hmm. of lawmakers, other public servants, that are happy to have a leader, and they're willing to, to meet with her, talk with her, mm -hmm. work out good policy with her, and it is making a difference. It is, and I am just so thrilled that I was talking with her uh, uh, her staff as they were leaving. I'm, uh, people that are not in her orbit all the time have, don't get the chance to see that K.I.V. Right. I'm just so thrilled for our viewers that they actually got to see the K.I.V. Yeah. in her real self. And, and she was right on the prison problems have mm -hmm. languished here for years. Mm -hmm. the, the gaming issue has languished mm -hmm. for years. Education, Education suffered for years. Mm -hmm. She's either got a plan or formulating a plan. And, and the people of Alabama should be thankful they have a governor that's as in charge as she is. Well, and it's something she pointed out. She's not willing to just run into things like a compact or gaming, whatever. She wants all the facts. She wants the people of Alabama to have all the facts and make a informed decision on these things. Not just run at them like most legislators or governors have tried to do and get their banner out in front of it. She's really got a plan to get something yeah. done. Well, she wants to do what's right for the state. Uh, I can let our viewers know that she is looking strong. Mm -hmm. uh, she is in charge. She absolutely is. And uh, we're all the better for it. We are, okay. we are. Well, we appreciate her coming on the show. Well, it was, it was an honor to have her, absolutely. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.